Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Calvin. Hey, 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 it's Monty, and this is my Rockcast. Thanks so much for joining me today, and you are in for a good time. I'll be randomly talking about music and pop culture and life in general, and I'll also mix in some of your top tens and uh, some cool tunes. But before I get started on all that, I thought I might say a few things about the podcast in general. I know I've only been putting out about one episode a month now for a while, and uh, the reason for that is I'm just really busy. You see, about a month ago, I started myself a brand new business adventure, and I've got a brand new website called MontyColvinArt.com, and I've just kind of devoted most of my time here lately to uh, paintings of rock stars, celebrities, and athletes, and I also do commissions. And so far, it's been doing really well. Uh, The first week, I sold about five paintings and picked up a couple commissions. And so that takes up a lot of my time. But another reason why I don't do that many podcasts anymore is that, uh, you know, just uh, the way I do them is so time-consuming. There's just a lot of editing involved. Oh, yeah? And yeah, I could do like everybody else where I just sit down and hit record and talk for a couple of hours while I drink a beer. <laughs> but the problem is, is that I don't drink beer. What? I also don't improvise or talk that well. <laughs> so what I decided to do about 10 years ago was just uh, make these as entertaining as I could. And in order to do that, they take a lot of time and effort But by the end, I feel like I give you something that uh, is kind of unique and special. (laughs) You you could not be more wrong. And that's what I try to do with everything I do, whether it's my music or painting or this podcast. So I hope you understand. I wish I could do more of these shows, but it's just not possible. But hopefully I'll be able to put out at least one a month and continue the podcast excellence that you've become accustomed to. It's only going to get worse. All right, since this is the February episode of the Rockcast, as you know, the most important thing about the month of February is that it's Black History Month. Yeah, yeah. And since I am a white male with all kinds of white privilege and white guilt... What I like to do during the month of February is sit down for about four or five hours each day and do some research on, uh, you know, famous black people. Say what? And then for a couple hours after that, I just sit there and think about how awesome their contributions were. Is that what you're doing? And then at the end of the day, I top it all off by watching some NBA basketball and listening to some rap music. Oh no, ain't no damn way. I've also been trying to mix in a little BET, you know, Black Entertainment Television. Oh, yeah! Yeah, and they've got this show on there now called American Soul. And it's kind of a docudrama kind of thing that comes on once a week. And it's about that show Soul Train that used to come on in the 70s and 80s. And this may surprise some of you, but I used to love that show. 
every Saturday morning, I'd start out with American Bandstand, which, you know, was for us white people. Who didn't know that? And Bandstand had all kinds of hot-looking chicks on it, uh, which is why I watched it. But when it was over around noon, uh, well, I was still horny, so I'd switch over to Soul Train. And the dancers on there were actually better dancers than American Bandstand had. The guys were just hilarious, and uh, the girls were just nasty. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing this one girl on there, and she was just super hot. And then a couple years later, I saw her in a movie called White Men Can't Jump. And she turned out to be Rosie Perez. You remember her? Oh, yeah. So there you go. Probably something you didn't know. But I'm just trying to do my part to keep everybody educated during Black History Month. You're not helping anybody! Now, something not nearly as important as Black History Month that takes place in the month of February is, of course, Valentine's Day. And for all the men out there like myself who have a special one in their lives, uh, it's just a special time. We get to show our love and appreciation for that uh, amazing woman in our life that uh, makes everything awesome. Oh, that is so nice. However, if you're a single guy and you're listening right now and you haven't found that perfect one yet, don't feel bad. Like my dad said to me years ago, son, there's someone for everyone. Don't worry because you'll probably just end up writing a song and maybe it'll go on an album someday. And I said, oh, okay, Dad, uh, any other words of advice? And he said, well, yeah, uh, just be thankful for this time in your life. Because someday when you're no longer single, every Valentine's Day, you're going to have to go buy a car that costs about eight bucks. And then you'll have to buy her flowers, which is going to run you around 50. And then you'll be expected to take her out to dinner, which is going to cost you another hundred. And I said, oh, so what you're telling me, Dad, is that Valentine's Day is just actually a contrived holiday invented by Hallmark Cards that's just going to end up being a big pain in my wallet. And he said, well, yeah, son, that's exactly what I'm saying. But in the meantime, go write an incredibly sappy love song. And uh, so I did.
in honor of Valentine's Day, I'm going to be playing some of my favorite love songs throughout the show today. But right now, what I thought I'd do is do a little segment of Get to Know Me. That's right, I said, Get to Know Me! Yeah, as if you didn't already know more than you wanted to know about me, I'm going to do a special Valentine's Day version of Get to Know Me. And I got the idea the other day when my wife Lindsay sent me this list of questions. And it was something she found on Facebook, I think, but uh, they all related to our marriage. And she told me to answer them, and then she did, and then we compared our responses. And there's like 40 or 50 of them, and I won't go through them all, but I thought some of them were kind of cool. And so let's get started with the first one, which is, between the two of you, who's older? Uh, well, I am. Uh, I'm actually just a little bit older than Lindsay, and by a little, I mean uh, 23 years older. Red alert! Totally creepy! Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Uh, he's a pervert, and she's got daddy issues. Yeah. But the truth is, is that uh, we're both just a couple of weirdos. Yes, we know that. We're both just really attracted to each other, and we don't really care what anybody thinks. You should. And for me, having a hot young wife does not suck. In fact, it's pretty cool. But it also is super creepy. Next question is, who was interested first? Well, I guess it was mutual. The first time I ever saw her was at a crunchy gig, and I was on stage playing, and she walked out onto the dance floor. And all I could really see at first was her silhouette, but I was like, wow, who is that? And she eventually moved up to the front of the stage where I could really see her, and I was like, ah, ha, ha, hot, hot. But what I didn't know is that the same time that night, she was like texting a friend of hers telling her about me. And I actually wouldn't meet her for two more years, but uh, along the way, I would see her on Facebook and just look at her picture, and I was just, like, so attracted to her. And I don't know, maybe it's just one of those special things that happens when you find the right person, but uh, ten years later, I'm still just as attracted to her. But I won't sicken you anymore with that. Uh, I'll just move on to another question, which is, who has more tattoos, you or her? And that would be her. Uh, She has three, I have none. I don't have any because I've never been able to think of anything that I would want on my body for the rest of my life. Plus, I'm so glad I didn't get one when I was like 18. Because it would have probably been something stupid like, uh, you know, the logo for Sticks or a picture of Farrah Fawcett. I call that stupid. Next question is, who's a better driver? And that's easy, me. I'm sure Lindsay would disagree with me on this, but uh, she's one of those people who I curse when I'm driving down the freeway. She likes to get in the left-hand lane and just stay there, and I always tell her, you know, you're going to really piss people off. And she's just like, "Uh, well, yeah, I don't care. They can get over it. So just know, if you happen to get behind my wife, uh, you're going to have to go around her and pass her on the right. Here's an interesting question, though. Who's smarter? And based on my last answer, you may assume that I'm going to say me, but no. I'm a pretty talented guy, but when it comes to intelligence, Lindsay's way smarter than me. And I don't mean just smart for a blonde. I mean, uh, she's just brilliant. When I met her, she was just a secretary in a little town in Missouri. 
And I had no idea that when she moved to Kansas City, she was going to become this computer whiz for this huge company. And so I'm just really proud of her, but uh, I'm still a better singer. You can't prove that. Next, who is the most stubborn? Oh, well, that's both of us. We both are, and that's not a great thing. Especially when we argue, and yes, we argue. We have some bad ones, too. But for me, that's just part of being in a relationship. I can't stand these people who uh, say, oh, we never argue. And I'm like, really? You just agree on everything? And I knew a couple of people like that years ago. And guess what? Both of those guys today are divorced. Now, if you're arguing every single day, then yeah, I get it. But to me, having disagreements is just normal and part of a relationship. The one thing you can't be is too stubborn. You got to learn to give and take a little. It's just all so incredibly interesting, isn't it? Okay, here's kind of a romantic question. Where was your first date? And for us, it was Red Lobster. And I think that's okay. Red Lobster's kind of in between. It's nice. It's got uh, good food. But, uh, you know, it's not a big expensive place. But at the same time, it's not McDonald's. And we had a really good time. Uh, We sat across from each other. We were in kind of this booth. And we talked and got to know each other better. And I was trying to pick up signals like, uh, you know, how am I doing? Does she like me? And we'd finished up eating and we were sitting there. And all of a sudden she got up and walked around the table and sat on my side right next to me. And that's when I said, uh, you know, I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) Yeah. Next question is, who wears the pants in the relationship? I would hope most of you would know the answer. Well, I don't want to sound like one of these modern husbands uh, that says, uh, our relationship is completely equal. But it kind of ended up being that way because, uh, you know, there's things that she does better than me and things that I do better than her. She's a better cook than I am, and I do a better job at mowing the lawn than she does. And so we just try and do whatever it takes to make it work. She makes more money than I do, and in the summer, I stay home with the kids. And I'm okay with that. So who wears the pants? Uh, Well, uh, we have a 50-50 relationship. We are equal partners in everything. I mean, this guy is such a total pussy. It's stunning. All right, here's an easy one. Who is more sarcastic? Uh, That is me, without a doubt. I'm one of the most cynical, sarcastic people on earth. But if possible, I try to inject a little humor into my sarcasm. And as a rule, I try not to hurt anybody with it. You're bitter and you're hateful. And finally, who is more sensitive? Well, this is one where Lindsay and I had a disagreement. She thinks it's her, but I know it's me. I am very sensitive and I am capable of getting my feelings hurt. But at the same time, I'm very sensitive to her feelings. So I don't know if being sensitive is a good or bad quality in me, but I know one thing, I love a good love song. And here's one of my favorites of all time. It's from 10CC, I'm Not In Love. It's just a silly phase I'm going through And just-
remember back in the 70s when they were first playing this on the radio and it was just so different it's just real airy and haunting and one of the things i love is the singer doesn't have this big gigantic voice that uh, you know everyone wants now he's not doing a bunch of runs or uh, you know belting it out he's just uh, really laid back and it's just got such a great vibe to it Another one of my favorite love songs of all time is by Steve Hackett, and it's called Hoping Love Will Last. Of course, he was the guitar player in Genesis back before they became a commercial pop band, and he did this great solo album, I think it was around 78, and it was called Please Don't Touch, and he used all kinds of guest vocalists on there. And on this one, he used a soul singer named Randy Crawford, And normally it wouldn't be the kind of thing I would listen to a lot, but uh, this song is so beautiful.
So once again, that's off of a Steve Hackett album from the 70s. But coincidentally, he just came out with a brand new album uh, called At the Edge of Light. And I've listened to it a couple of times now, and even though I'm not a big prog guy anymore, uh, there's some good stuff on here, and I actually kind of like it. Overall, it's pretty eclectic, but there's some lead guitar on here that's really impressive. And there's also some real beautiful moments that I think you prog nerds will enjoy. A song with bluebells under your feet Doves fall asleep in the garden of beasts Poisons in the mud of men Hatching out once again Okay, so that's some new Steve Hackett, and I just heard something really interesting today about him. Did you know that it wasn't actually Eddie Van Halen who invented that whole finger-tapping technique on a guitar? But in fact, it was Steve Hackett in the early 70s. And apparently Eddie has even admitted this, that he got it from Steve Hackett. So I don't know if that's true, but uh, I thought that was interesting. This is fresh, brand new information. Time now to check out some listener email, and I recently heard from Rockcast favorite Jimmy G in Chicago. He's from Chicago. He's a champion. He's got some questions for a top ten. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy always sends me great questions, and that's why I love him, and he has his own theme song. And he has come through once again with some goodens. And the first one is as follows. Uh, Hey, Monty, my wife is eating stew. Me too. It's an oven recipe, and it's really good. Do you and Lindsay have a favorite recipe? Your son doesn't have to be a consideration. I know he has a discerning palate. Well, yes, the boy basically hates food. 
So anything Lindsay makes on a nightly basis is unacceptable. And one night I made supper, and it was kind of this Mexican concoction of, like, uh, chicken, salsa, beans, and corn. And Lindsay made some rice with it, and I was eating it with chips, and it was just delicious. And I look over at the boy, and he's just about to cry, and he's just almost shaking. His lips and his hand were just kind of quivering as he uh, was, like, holding it up to his mouth. And I said, you know, he reminds me of one of those contestants on, like, the old Fear Factor show where they'd make them eat bugs or, like, uh, larvae or something like that, and they'd be throwing up. I love that! Well, yeah, that was the boy, and I guess he was trying to send me a message as to what he thought of one of my favorite recipes. It sucks. Jimmy also alluded to the fact that he was watching the Grammys the other night, and he more or less thought it was lame. And he had two questions, which were, Hey, Monty, am I too old and out of touch, or am I listening to the wrong radio station? And the other one was, if you went to an award show, what would you wear? Well, first of all, I did not watch the Grammys this year. I used to watch it for you so you didn't have to, but I can't even do that anymore. The Grammys and most award shows are just a joke to me. And I honestly just hate most of the people who are on them. I hate most of the music that's on there, and I hate the presenters who try and get political and tell me how to think. So I just completely skipped it this year, but I did hear that Greta Van Fleet won Rock Album of the Year, which made total sense to me. I'm not totally sure who it is that votes for these Grammy Awards, but I am sure of one thing, that they don't know shit about music. And I'm guessing that they probably didn't even know who Greta Van Fleet was. Somebody probably told them, uh, hey, these guys sound like Zeppelin and uh, they're the hot new thing. But whatever, Uh, I suppose if I was nominated for a Grammy, I would go, uh, but I'm not sure what I would wear. I always thought it was cool what Mudvayne did uh, years ago when they were nominated. They showed up wearing white suits with a bullet hole painted onto their foreheads and this fake blood that just ran down their faces onto these white suits. And there they are walking down the red carpet and I'm sure people were just appalled and thought, what the hell is this? And to me, that would be really cool if you could make a statement like that. Right, and that's to me, that's just bizarre. Next thing Jimmy says is, Monty, you're an artist, painting, music, and now photography. So when you're composing a new song or a painting or a photograph, are there any similarities between the three? Do you start with a vision or is it more like a spark? Is it a spur-of-the-moment inspiration like a bolt of lightning? And is it all easy or does Lindsay start reminding you that her arm or whatever is falling asleep? Huh? Well, Jimmy, great question. I uh, would say they're all different in a way. When it comes to songwriting, uh, that's usually just something that pops into my head. Or I'm playing guitar or jamming on a riff, and that will lead me to uh, some kind of melody line. But with the art, uh, here lately I've been doing a lot of rock stars and stuff like that, and uh, that is perfect for my style. Because the very nature of rock and roll is this freedom and expressiveness, and uh, it just lends itself to the kind of colors I use. And by the way, did I mention I have a website, MontyColvinArt.com? 
And you should probably go and check it out and possibly order yourself a painting as soon as this podcast ends. Commercial's over. Now, when it comes to photography, that's a whole different thing. I'm still learning, and I know I'm not great at it yet. But as with anything I do, I give it my all, and I put every ounce of effort and passion into it. And since the subject matter of 99% of my photos is my wife, uh, I have no problem being uh, inspired. Yeah. And I think she's gorgeous, and I love her, and so I'm basically just kind of paying tribute to how hot I think she is. Works for me. Uh, Before I met her, she'd never done any professional modeling, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. But I just started taking pictures and having fun with it, and after a while, I'm like, man, these look really good. You're actually a really great model. And so uh, I decided to make the uh, Lindsay modeling page and put it on my website, montycalvin.net. Where, by the way, you can find my CDs and T-shirts. Commercial's over. Along those same lines, uh, Jimmy wanted to know what I did for Lindsay on Valentine's Day. Well, I usually do the same kind of thing every year. I always buy her a card. Which, by the way, uh, it's so much easier to pick out a card when you actually believe what the card is saying. Because they always say stuff like, uh, I love everything about you and I would marry you all over again. And these days it's nice to just be able to read that and not immediately throw it back in the rack because I know it's not true. Very pointed and provocative commentary. So yeah, I always get her a card, Uh, I usually get a gift or some flowers, and then we usually go out to eat. And I'm not real great at planning out dates, but last year or the year before, I decided, uh, yeah, I'm going to go all out. So I got her a card and a gift and some flowers, and I even went and bought her a dress. And I told her, here, put this on, I'm taking you out to dinner, we're going to leave at 6.30. And at 6.25, she came in and said, the boy's got a sore throat and a fever, we're going to the hospital. However, we did finally make it to the restaurant that night about 9.30. And I will never let her forget that there was that one year that I actually tried. Oh, good for you! The thing is, I am really a romantic at heart. And when it comes to music, there are songs that will reach inside and uh, find that tender part of me. And this song right here is one of those. It's by Dustin Kinsrue, who is the lead singer of Thrice. And this is another one of my favorite love songs. It's called Of Crows and Crowns. I know you fear the wounds of time The wandering feet of crows But I am yours and you are mine And none but me could know How all of you enraptures me I can look away I pray that I would live to see You wear a crown of grace My love How beautiful you are My
without you by my side My love How beautiful you are My love Is Finishing up with Jimmy G, he had a couple of things for Make Me Choose for me. Uh, he wants me to choose between Y&T or Ted Nugent. All right, well, you know, I never really listened to Y&T that much. Obviously, I know who they are, but uh, I've always been a big Ted Nugent fan. So that's pretty easy. I'm always going to go with Uncle Ted. But the second one is Journey or REO Speedwagon. Okay, well, these are two bands that I really liked in the late 70s. REO had a great live album called You Get What You Play For. And Journey had that album with uh, Feeling That Way and Wheel in the Sky. But in the 80s, both bands started kind of cheesing out. Journey had all those ballads and REO started doing stuff like Heard it from a friend, hoo-hoo. Heard it from a friend, hoo-hoo. And, oh, I just hated that. It's starting to get on my last damn nerves. So I kind of got burned out on both of them, but if I was going to pick between the two, I would probably go with the old REO. Their guitar player, Gary Richrath, back then, uh, he could kick some ass. And, of course, you had a Kevin Cronin on the vocals, people. You better stop your hiding or your country will burn. Now you don't want to see it burn. The time has come for you, my friends. Right of all of this ugliness, we must put an end. Before we leave, we must make a stand. Now people, don't you know? Yeah, I'll never forget. I think I just graduated high school and I came home with this album and my dad said, what's that? And I said, uh, it's REO Speedwagon. And he said, Speedwagon? You mean like dope? Dope wagon? And I said, no, dad. It's got nothing to do with drugs. Uh, even though more than likely it totally did. Right. Okie dokie. Well, thanks to Jimmy G for those great questions. But now I think I'll do a little segment called Questions from Facebook. These are questions that people posted on Facebook, but instead of answering them on there, I will do it here for you. And the first one is name something your parents whooped your ass for when you were a kid. Well, first of all, you'd have to know my parents. Uh, They were very cool, but uh, they were real different. 
They wouldn't let me listen to any rock or secular music. And my dad would cut my hair up over my ears until I was about 16. And the second he said, you can do what you want, I went and grew my hair to my shoulders and became a complete rock freak. But the thing is, is that uh, my folks were very religious, so they did a few things that were, uh, you know, looking back, kind of nutty. But I don't really remember them ever having to beat my ass. My dad was six foot five and he had a deep voice and really all he had to do was say, hey, knock it off. And when he said something, I believed it. And the reason for that is that uh, I remember one time when I was a little kid, there was this TV show called Man From Uncle and uh, I wanted one of these action figures and I said, dad, could I have this uh, Man From Uncle doll? And he said, "Eh, I guess so, we'll get that for your birthday. And for some reason, I went, I don't believe you. And he said, no, I'll I'll get it for you. And I went, no, I don't believe you. And he looked at me and he said, oh, you don't believe me, huh? Okay, well, uh, I was going to go get it, but now I won't. And I just burst into tears. And on my birthday, I did not get that man from Uncle Doll. Instead, they got me this uh, little car from the Munsters show which was probably cooler than the man from Uncle Doll, but uh, I never doubted my dad again. But that was a less complicated time. You know, you could still discipline your kids. Now, if you speak to them too harshly, you're in danger of having CPS on your doorstep. But kids are much more fragile these days. Uh, They must be coddled, and they must have every electronic device known to man. And if you don't supply them with those things, you're just a bad parent. Child abuser? Next question from Facebook is, what's the worst part about getting old? Everything! Well, Facebook, funny you should ask. Because something else that happens during the month of February is I have a birthday. And this year I turn, get ready for it, 60 years old. Oh my god! Yeah, 60. Uh, you know, that's hard for me to even say. But I've decided, you know, what the hell, I'm just going to own it. There ain't nothing I can do about it, and, uh, you know, it does come with a couple of perks. For instance, I'm suddenly eligible for a senior discount at the Golden Corral Buffet. I think it's like 50 cents off. That, to me, is tremendously exciting. But here's the deal. I kind of learned my lesson back when I turned 50. Because when I was in my 40s, people would think I was still in my late 20s, and I never wanted to tell anybody my age. And if I had to tell anybody, I would say, oh, I'm uh, 40-ish. But when I turned 50, I knew I couldn't do that anymore. And I'll never forget, 10 years ago, on my birthday, it just felt like uh, my life was over. I felt old, I was depressed, I felt like my music career was basically over. I felt very unappreciated and unwanted. And I remember this guy coming up to me and going, Hey, it's your birthday. And I said, Yeah, this is bad. This is not good. But literally three months later, I met a woman named Lindsay who I eventually married, and she would completely change my life. She made me feel loved, appreciated, and she made me feel young again. And ten years later, yeah, you know, some things start to break down physically. I got to deal with, uh, you know, kidney stones and type 2 diabetes and stuff like that. But I also got to make another album with Galactic Cowboys, and I've still got a great, sexy wife. 
So life did not end when I turned 50. In fact, it got a lot better. And so that's what I'm hoping for at 60. Good luck with that. So yes, I'm old and decrepit, but uh, if I can find the strength to do an episode next month in March, it's going to be the top 10 playoffs. Uh, Playoffs? That's right. Playoffs? Yes, it's going to be exciting. And I thought I'd give you a little preview of what you have in store. Like I've said, I get thousands of top 10s every single day from you guys. And 99% of them are just absolutely amazing. So I'm just going to pick one right now completely at random and read it to you. All right, let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle this paper here so it sounds like I'm shuffling through a bunch of them. And here's one, and oh, it's from a Mr. David Whiteman. The new face of evil. And David has sent me his top ten favorite albums from last year. Oh, okay, well that sounds amazing, David. I'm sure everyone has been anxiously awaiting this. Wild horses could not drag me away. And uh, it starts out at number 10 with Animals as Leaders, live. Number 9 is Miles Kennedy, Year of the Tiger. Number 8 is the self-titled album by Into the Great Divide. Number 7 is P.O.D. with Circles. Number 6 is Clutch with Book of Bad Decisions. Number 5 is Riverside with Wasteland. Number four is Jurassic T with Sonder. Number three is Allison Chains with Rainier Fog. Number two is Tremonti with a Dying Machine. And at number one, and without a doubt the best album of 2018, according to Mr. David Whiteman, three guys from Stone Temple Pilots and a singer who is not Scott Weiland with their self-titled album, Stone Temple Pilots. Well, David, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm sure we all enjoyed that. And I don't know about anybody else, but that totally got me stoked for the top 10 playoffs. Yeah, I cannot wait. We'll have to see if David's list makes it into the Elite Eight or Final Four. But I'll tell you, it's going to be tough because I got to be honest, uh, there were some other lists this year that were, you know, uh, almost as good as that one, if not better. Are you shitting me? No, really, I'm serious. How is that even possible? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. But that's something for the next episode. Right now, I got to finish up with this one. And I thought I'd wrap things up with a couple shout outs. And the first one is to Drew Roselle, who bought the ghost painting that I did. And I also wanted to thank Patrick Edmonds and Jim Lambert for commissioning paintings from me. Jim is a big Frank Sinatra fan, and he's got a little shrine built up in his house, and so he had me do one of Frank. And a special thank you goes out to John and Ann Bowden. Of course, John is a guitar player in the band Halcyon Way. And him and his wife, Anne, have an office that they are decorating with a bunch of my paintings. And recently, they bought a Jimi Hendrix, a Lemmy, a James Hetfield, an Alice Cooper, and they even bought a Gas Fist painting off of my website. And I just really appreciate the support. And I'm not just talking about people who have bought paintings. 
A lot of you guys share the posts when I put something up on Facebook and uh, tell other people about my art, and uh, that's just awesome. And so thank you so much. But as always, if you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about anything, uh, you can find me on Facebook or at MontyColvin.net. And if you want to buy yourself or someone else a painting, remember, paintings make great gifts, and you can find them at MontyColvinArt.com. I'm always doing new ones, and if there's some rock star, celebrity, or athlete on there that you don't see, uh, well, hit me up. And it doesn't matter how obscure they are. For example, let's say you're a huge fan of one of the guitar players from Bang Tango. Where are you going to find a painting like that? Well, nowhere is the answer other than MontyColvinArt.com. Just drop me a line and I will hook you up with that painting of the guitar player from Bang Tango. Are you shitting me? I'm totally serious, so I hope to hear from you. But I'm going to leave you now with one more love song. Don't do that. Yes, I've played you several of my favorite love songs on today's episode, and most of them have been incredibly sappy. But this one is one that actually kind of rocks. And it's got a special place in my heart. Because back when I met my wife, Lindsay, uh, we weren't even living in the same town. And we were a couple of hours away from each other, and so I only got to see her on the weekends. And so during the week, we just had to email each other and talk on the phone. And one day I heard this song and the words were just so us. And so I emailed her this song back then and I said, this makes me think of you and me. And I think of that time every time I hear it now. It's called Somewhere In Between. It's by Hawthorne Heights. I love this band. I love this song. And I hope you like it and I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. But that's going to do it for me for now. I'll be back soon with more fun and mayhem. But until then, this has been Monty saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like unless it's me. And rock on.
from the bass Screaming loud, drowning out by the sound of the waves Listen up, I've had enough of all this waiting